The Fight Podcast, hosted by Sergio Vicente. The Fight Podcast is brought to you by Sage Eats. Sage Eats is a Chicago-based healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring company. They deliver healthy, organic, custom meals directly to your home or office. For those of you not in Chicago, Sage Eats also offers online fitness mentoring where your personal fitness mentor will send you four weeks worth of workouts that are customized to your body and your goals. Your mentor is available seven days a week to answer questions and offer support. Sign up for Sage Eats at W www.sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off your first three months. Now here's your host of the FIGHT podcast, Sergio Vicente. Yo, yo. What's up, what's up, what's up? All right. Welcome, welcome to the FIGHT podcast, your weekly combat sports and culture podcast. I'm your host, Serge Vicente, and we have a really, really fun show lined up for you today. Today. I will be going ahead and breaking down this week's prospect alert. Heavyweight, hopeful, heavyweight, future champ in the making. And this dude is making all kinds of noise, calling out up and coming prospects and wily vets. Uh, Stay tuned for that coming up right away. And we're also today going to go ahead and answer all your questions on your turn to talk. But before we get into that, remember, the Fight Podcast is brought to you each and every week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at www.sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off your first three months. Remember to follow the Fight Podcast on all social media platforms at the Fight Podcast and follow me at Serge Vicente. Support the show by checking me out on the website, thefightpodcast.com. Subscribe, listen, rate, and share. The Fight Podcast is currently on iTunes and SoundCloud. All right, boom. Welcome once again to episode 60 of the fight podcast man uh, moving right along this week we have a gang of um of a bunch of fight news of course we have more fights coming up uh this weekend the ufc's constantly cranking them out bellator's cranking them out and everybody's getting ready for the end of the year uh this weekend we have the ufc um fight night in, in milwaukee wisconsin headlined by Kevin Lee and Ally Quinta. Uh, later on this week, we're going to go ahead and break that down for you guys. And um, and then again, man, we have in two weeks, John Jones's return. So, so much going on, man. And again, there's some great boxing cards as well to finish up the year. Um, with that being said, I want to keep it with boxing. And, and I feel like a lot of times when we're doing our prospect alerts, I end up kind of sticking with MMA or kickboxing things. And you know what, man? There are so many amazing fighters out there and from all combat sports. And I really want to make sure that I'm highlighting people not just from here, but also across the pond, man. So keeping with the energy that we've been having over the last few weeks, because, yo, there has truly been a resurgence of the heavyweight division, man. Um, not just here in the States, but uh, over over the pond as well. And uh, I want to go ahead and show some love and uh, highlight this week's prospect alert. Uh, And this week's prospect alert is going to be the heavyweight monster, the juggernaut himself. We have the 7-0 Olympic silver medalist, the 33-year-old Joe Joyce. Now, 
33 years old. A lot of people look at that record and that age and say, man, that's kind of old to get into combat sports, especially kind of old for somebody to be a, a prospect. But man, this dude, Joe Joyce, is somebody who won Started off his professional boxing career really late. He didn't actually get into boxing till he was well into his 20s. Um, but if you haven't seen this dude, you need to. And I'm telling you, man, 100% you're going to be in for a treat. If you like big, massive heavyweights who are extremely athletic and throw bombs, Joe Joyce is the guy you want to pay attention to. Um, we're starting to notice more and more. We have these giants at heavyweight who aren't just big, slow guys. Even somebody who looks like they should be fat and sloppy like a Tyson Fury is an incredible athlete. You have the guys out there, the Tyson Furies, Deontay Wilder, these huge, tall, epic heavyweights, Anthony Joshua, um, Luis Ortiz. These are huge guys that are just as skilled if not skillful and more athletic than guys that are actually smaller than they are joe joyce is in this vein and realistically might be even more athletic than the rest of them which is crazy to say um joe joyce again seven and no and let me read this to you guys really quick first fight second round ko third fight first round ko third fight first round ko he has all but two first round KOs in his career. He also finally made his United States debut. The week before last, when we had the opportunity to go ahead and watch not only the greatest heavyweight fight that I've seen in years in Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury, we also were able to see Luis Ortiz. Joe Joyce made his American debut fighting on Showtime in that card. So before I go ahead and break down what's going to end up happening for Joe Joyce in the, in the future, in the possible future, let me break down this kid's skill set. Shoot, I don't know why I call him a kid. He's older than I am. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but when I'm talking about a skill set, Joe Joyce is somebody who is extremely athletic. If you have an opportunity to watch him fight, one of the first things you notice is his immense size. This is somebody who is 6'6 and walks around well, well over 145 pounds. He's huge. He's muscly. I'm talking about not an ounce of fat on him. He has KO power of both hands and he continues bringing the pressure. No matter if you're throwing shots or he's throwing shots, he establishes everything behind his jab. He throws his hard jab, and then once he stuns you with the hard jab, he ends up throwing bombs in both directions. So you're able to go ahead and actually see, I mean, he's not just throwing a one or two punch combination either. When we go back in history, when we look at the greats, we look at the George Foremans, people who are in this same vein, huge KO punches with both hands, what they did, they weren't volume strikers. Yo, Joe Joyce isn't that guy. Not only does he walk you down, but he throws combinations. He throws to the body. He throws to the head. He throws hooks. He throws straights. He constantly keeps you guessing. And that's why, on top of his immense power, he's out here just dropping dudes, you know, within the first round. So, he went out and just did absolute work at the Staples Center against a huge audience, against a 23-2 Joe Hanks. Joe Hanks, for those who don't know, isn't a slouch. 
He's somebody who's actually legitimately, you know, a badass dude. And these guys were fighting for the vacant WBA Continental uh, Heavyweight title. Joe just ran through him. He beat up a, a legitimate heavyweight. After the fight, what did he do? He went ahead and called out the boogeyman of the division. He is so confident. He called out Luis Ortiz. Luis King Kong Ortiz, who has only lost in his professional career to the bronze bomber, Deontay Wilder. And he's calling him out. Has no fear. Now, is that a fight that is worthy of him? Is, is it something that he, that, he want, that he should do? Well, when they asked Luis Ortiz about it, Luis Ortiz said, I'll enjoy, I will enjoy fighting Joe Joyce and I'll enjoy giving him the first loss of his career. But I want to remember that he was the one that called me out. I wasn't looking for him. But if he let this hype, this hype matter manager get in his head and thinks that that's good and he wants it, man, why wait? The boogeyman is spoken. But look, I'm not here to go ahead and, and throw. I, I do believe that Luis Ortiz might be a little bit too much too soon. But at the end of the day, if nobody's going to fight him and Joe Joyce is that confident, why not? Um, I would love to see him fight somebody like a Bermain Stavern. I would like to see him compete against somebody else um, who is experienced but doesn't isn't going to be that dangerous. But all in all, man, you have to show love to the man, the myth, the legend, the juggernaut, uh, hailing from Great Britain. Yo, Britain, you guys have yourselves another one here. And especially with, let's be honest, the British faithful, where you guys aren't as happy right now with Anthony Joshua. This is somebody who is just as big, just as skillful, somebody who has that Olympic pedigree as well. Yes, he's a little bit older, but he doesn't have the miles on him that an Anthony Joshua does. He hasn't had to take the, the big fights and the big knockdowns and things like that like Anthony Joshua has. And let's be honest, Anthony Joshua is starting to fall out of favor. Another really, really positive thing that I have to say is that um, uh, Joe Joyce is in PBC. So if he's part of a PBC boxing, Bob Abram and them, he's possibly going to continue fighting on Showtime. But not only might he continue fighting on Showtime, Fox is finally starting to put fights on regular TV. Dude, in two weeks, the Charlo twins are both fighting on primetime on Fox, on Big Fox. Joe Joyce is in that same, you know, conversation now. So uh, the American audience will finally start seeing them, man. So with that being said, this week, episode 60's prospect alert is the juggernaut, Joe Joyce. Boom. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, moving right along. Um, keeping with this, with everything. Um, yo, it's been a great uh, been a great week in fights. We have so much going on. Um, couple things that I want to highlight, man. Um, and I didn't say this, and I'll still pull this out a little bit in um, our fight news portion uh, this week. But there's been a lot of things said, and I actually wasn't talking about it originally, but it seems like a lot of people are talking about this. Um, so the UFC has 
the uh, young lady Rachel Osrovich, who is going to fight this upcoming December against Paige Van Zant in the the uh, preliminary UFC ESPN Plus card, which should be incredible, and I can't wait to go ahead and see that. But a lot of people are starting to make light and starting to talk about Rachel Osrovich being on the exact same card that the UFC is is putting Greg Hardy on. Uh, For those of us who don't know, Greg Hardy is a former NFL standout, former pro bowler, and man, arguably one of the best guys of his position of his generation. But he was kicked out of the NFL because of domestic violence charges. Yo, Buddy was legitimately charged for domestic violence and kicked out of the NFL. And yo, this is coming from somebody from a league that consistently allows back um, domestic violence offenders. So, Rachel Osovich was almost pulled from this fight card because her husband ended up beating her and now is facing murder charges um, because he beat her up, broke her orbital, and he's also a fighter as well. So dude is an absolute piece of garbage. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Total piece of trash. And people are starting to make a little bit of noise about this because... Again, you have Rachel Osovich fighting on this card and you have Greg Hardy also competing on this card when he is a multiple time domestic violence offender. People are questioning the UFC's empathy and how they're just handling the situation regarding, you know, her being on the card. I think it's a misstep by the UFC. I've spoke about this a lot. I don't think we should have given Greg Hardy a platform. I believe in second chances, but allow him to start in a small organization. If he earns his keep, then you eventually bring him up. But this is somebody who's beat women up consistently in his life. And now he is training and learning how to beat people up for real. And then you're going to go ahead and put him on the same card of a young lady who was just in domestic violence. Literally, he, she, he, her orbital was broken and fractured, and they weren't sure that they were going to be able to have her on this card. So the insensitivity that UFC is showing by putting them on the card, I think, is a misstep. And I think it's just another way that they are slowly but surely starting to sink. You have a lot of these other organizations that are doing the right things. And it seems like the UFC, aside from, look, they have been putting on amazing cards. But they keep seeming like they're dropping the ball. And the fact is, if you continue treating fighters like crap, people are going to start going elsewhere. Do you think that Rachel Osovich is actually really cool with this? That she's actually like, all right, with, you know, Buddy going out there and uh, and being on the same card. She's saying all the right things. She's saying that it's not a big deal. And because of that, Dana White's like, look, it's not a big deal. She doesn't care. What do you think? Look, man, I think it's a bad idea. I think they look awful. And um, look, if they don't get it, that that is it is what it is, man. So, hey. All right. And the last little bit of fight news that I want to bring up, man, it comes with a little bit of a heavy heart. Um, I was hoping that this would end up being better. But former multiple time cruiserweight cha- or light heavyweight and cruiserweight champion Adonis Stevenson is a Canadian born boxer. He's a beast. Cut, fights out of Kronk Gym in Detroit. Awesome. Awesome. Amazing power. He recently lost a, um, a fight 
uh, this past weekend ended up getting KO'd by uh, one of Vasily Lomachenko's teammates for the light heavyweight championship. It was a brutal knockout. Don Stevenson was ended up carried off by stretcher and um, had to be put in a medically induced coma uh, directly after the fight. It sounded like after the weekend he was getting better, but unfortunately he is still um, in a medically induced coma from what I understand. So my thoughts and prayers go out to Adana Stevenson. He is a great champion. Um, from all accounts, he's a great dude. And you hate to see this happen on any any account, man. I, I was I don't know if I was trying to like leave it alone or not talk about it, but I think I was just hoping that he got better, man. I was really hoping without hope that he got better and grew, but um, it seems like he's still in a rough spot. So uh, I just want to send my thoughts and prayers out to his family and from uh, us here at the Fight Podcast. So um, uh, that is that. And that's just our thoughts with Don Stevenson. All right. So hopefully moving to something a little bit more positive. Um, fight. 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 Uh, uh, your turn to talk. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> so your turn to talk, man. Thank you for everybody who submitted questions. I always appreciate that. Um, but uh, here we go, man. A lot of these questions uh, pertain to the past UFC fight card. So let me go ahead and jump into this. So one of the first questions says, where does Ioana and Jacek go from here? This is from at Oysen McCarthy 96. So um it says, uh, where does you want to go from here? It's pretty much a lose-lose situation. Uh, there's not really any chance of her becoming a champ at a buck 15 or a buck 25 because it's been proven that both the champs are far superior uh, than her. Do you agree? All right. So, and we'd love to hear your thoughts. All right. Thanks for the question, man. So, check it out. Yes. It, she's in a real difficult position, man. She's ended up losing three out of her last four fights. Do I think that she can still compete at 125 pounds? Yeah, I, I think that if she decides to stay at 125 pounds, she needs to go ahead and tweak. Not only do I think she needs to tweak her game plan, because if you look at her fight with Valentina, it was just like the kickboxing fights of the past. She was aggressive. Valentina was you know, calm, under control, and then threw counter shots. Um, and then if we're talking about Rose Nama Yunus and everybody at 115 pounds, um, we don't know what's going to happen. Rose, if she doesn't fight within the next couple months, she's going to have to vacate that title. Not only is she might have to vacate that title, if she, there's no guarantee that she beats Jessica Andrade, uh, for this, who is the number one contender. Joanna just completely walked through Andrade. So we'll see what ends up happening. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see, but she's one of the greatest female fighters in the world. I 100% believe that she can compete. And if she makes adjustments, she can possibly beat those women, man. So uh, it is what it is, man. Thanks for your question. All right. Uh, moving right along. Um, it, this is from at fitness. Underscore dick in your mouth. All right. <laughs> um, is Frankie Edgar next for Max or is Frankie trying to figure out how to make it to 135? Actually, <laughs> watching what Max picked apart T-City. Um if Max is going to stay at 135 or 145 pounds, yeah, I think that's the fight to make. Otherwise, I would prefer personally, and I talked about this in the past, I want to see Max Holloway fight Conor McGregor at 155 pounds. I think that's the fight to make. Um, and honestly, Frankie Edgar, man, 135 pounds, no picnic either. 
I don't see him beating um, TJ Dillashaw right now. I think he can beat most of the guys. And unfortunately, he might just be in that space that he's just a little bit too old and just not who he used to be. But he can still beat most guys out there, man. All right. So uh, next question. This comes at uh, MMA Marks. All right. So the question is, who do you think will dominate the 165-pound weight class? Man, it depends on who goes. If, let's say, Ben Askren goes and ends up uh, hitting up 165 pounds, he can 100% dominate that weight class. But at the same token, what happens if Kevin Lee goes? I Kevin Lee has so much upside at this point in time, and he's so young. My money would be on Kevin Lee at this point in time. But think about the guys who can go. Even Max Holloway could possibly go to a buck uh, 65 if he so chooses. He can easily win the 135 pound or the 145 pound champion, 155 pound championship and the 165 pound championship. So it all depends on who ends up going and we'll be able to see it uh, there. All right. Last question of the day. Max or Tony? This is from uh, at the Pelican. All right. Man, Max Holloway. I think it'll be a great fight, but all in all, you have to give it to Max Holloway. I think he's more dynamic all the way around. I think he's difficult to take down. And he, so the same way that I'd say, um, what's his name? Uh, Tony Ferguson is awesome in chaos. Max Holloway slows it down. Tony Ferguson wins in, in the transitions. Max Holloway doesn't allow you to get off in transitions. I have to go with Max Holloway, man. Um, All right. Thank you all for everybody who went ahead and uh, asked questions. Um, But good people. It's a short one today, man. Short and sweet when we do these these Prospect Alert, uh, Your Turn to Talk episodes. So good people, this is Serge Vicente. Thank you so much for joining me on our short episode, uh, our Prospect Alert, episode 60 of the Fight Podcast, man. Make sure you... uh, turn back in this week. We have a more, more fun coming for you. We have fight news for the week. We have our fighter breakdowns of the fight card, uh, UFC fight, not Milwaukee this weekend. And we also have a surprise. I'm telling you, I got something dope coming up, man. So, uh, with that being said, this is the fight podcast. Uh, we're brought to you each and every week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code fight for 20% off your first three months. Remember to follow the Fight Podcast on all social media platforms at the Fight Podcast and follow me at Serge Vicente. Support the show by checking us out on the website, thefightpodcast.com. Listen, subscribe, rate, and share. iTunes and SoundCloud, follow me at Serge Vicente. Thank you all so much. Salute to everybody out there. Thank you guys for paying attention and uh, salute to our prospect alert of the week, Joe Joyce. If you guys haven't got a chance to check him out, uh, you can go on PBC uh, Premier Boxing Championship website and they actually have a bunch of his fights on there for free for you to check out. Again, he's 7-0, 7 KOs, and most guys don't get out of the first round, so check that dude out. But without further ado, this is Serge Vicente from the Fight Podcast. You guys have a great rest of the week. Peace out.